Music of Tchaikovsky, The Nutcracker, a beloved holiday ballet. There are a number of organizations and dance companies that are presenting this great masterpiece, but to my knowledge, there's only one production in our area that will feature dancers and a live symphony orchestra. It's from a company called The Magical Christmas Ballet. It's part of a national tour, and they will present two performances next Monday and Tuesday at the Hippodrome Theater here in Baltimore. And those performances will be conducted by a young maestro who trained here in Baltimore. Michael Repper is 33 years old, and he's already won a Grammy Award, and he's increasingly and a ubiquitous presence on the national classical music scene. And Michael Repper joins me here in Studio A. Mike, it's good to see you. It's great to see you, Tom. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I mean, it's been a minute since we've seen each other. Yeah, nearly and, a decade. Yeah. And, and you went out and got famous in the interim. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's been a fantastic decade. Uh, decade. I'm, I'm really, uh, really, really thankful and privileged. And uh, actually, a lot of it is thanks to people like you who looked after me when I was here in Baltimore. Because so. you studied at the Peabody. Studied at Peabody, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, worked with the Baltimore Symphony as a conducting fellow for a couple of seasons, and uh, also with the Concert Artists of Baltimore here in town. And uh, well, you know, a huge part of my musical family is here in Baltimore, so it just feels great to be back, uh, back in the city. Because you're not living here anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm based now in Charlottesville and in D.C., um, but uh, still back in Baltimore a bunch. And uh, every time I get to come back, it's uh, it's just wonderful. As I'm also the music director of the Mid Atlantic Symphony, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, rehearses here in Baltimore and performs out on the Eastern Shore. So uh, it feels good to come, you know, back to what I consider to be very much a musical home for me, which is you know Baltimore. Because you got all sorts of fingers and all sorts of pies all over the place. <laughs> you're to. in Ashland, Ohio, with the symphony there. What what's the list of your uh, yes right. I'm, employers I'm cur- at the moment? Yeah, I'm currently <laughs> the music director of the Ashland Symphony, the Mid Atlantic. Symphony and the Northern Neck Orchestra of Virginia, and I also, you know, I'm I'm incredibly lucky. I, I get to travel uh, all over the country and the world. You know, have stick, will travel. Um, and uh, I was uh, artistic director of an orchestra in Peru for a couple of years. Um, and you know, I really just enjoy uh, enjoy working in music, and I'm I'm so so lucky and so so privileged. So the magical Christmas ballet, yes, uh, is this na- huge national tour. They're all over the place. Sometimes there's two or three performances in different cities on the same night. So there's obviously you know different groups doing different things at different places. You're going to do the Baltimore performance. That's right. But tell us a little bit about this organization, the Magical Christmas Ballet. Well, it's an incredible tour. As you mentioned, they go to cities all over the country. I don't know the exact number, but dozens and dozens and dozens uh, of locations all over the country. There are multiple um, uh, groups that that put it on. I mean, multiple different touring companies that are all going on at the same time. It's really a special production. First of all, the dancing is top notch. Uh, And you have, you know, some of the great dancers from from all over the world who come together to to uh, do this production, but also there are a lot of unique. I mean, things that are unique to this production: the puppetry, uh, the dove of peace. There are a lot of things about the choreography that are unique, and there. Sometimes I've done this production here in Baltimore now for I think seven years. I think this is my seventh year doing it myself. Um, 
and every time there are moments which which I know well because I've done it every every year that when I see it on stage I think oh my god how are they actually able to do that it 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 really blows my mind this very sheer acrobatic acrobatics uh the 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 sheer strength that the dancers must have to do what they're doing as well as they're doing it still blows my mind every time um, let's listen to another little sure. clip from the nutcracker this is the march from the first act things about this magical Christmas ballet operation is that they try to involve children from each city that they play. So it gives a chance for the little ones to uh, to be involved. I know the Baltimore School for the Arts, which does a wonderful uh, production every year, also has the little kids from their Twigs program involved. So uh, you're working with local kids. Uh, so the Prima Ballerina, I think, is from Ukraine. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Um, so, you're, so it's all over the map when it comes to the folks who are doing the dancing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that you hit the nail on the head. One of the most special parts about this production is that it involves uh, local artists, um, you know, even though it's a touring production. And I think that's any time that the live arts can can really get into the community in a, in a real actual visceral way um, and go into the community and involve people who live um, uh, where the art is being performed. Um, that's that's the most special part of art making and about music making. Um, and uh, it's something that I really love to do myself. So it's great, you know, wonderful because you do it year after year. You also see some of the same kids growing up, you know, and so they start by dancing with the sheep, uh, and then three years later, you know, they're they're one of the rats. You know what I mean? And then you know they keep growing and growing and growing. And you, wow, your technique is getting so good. Um, so you get to form a community in and of itself as well. Yeah. Um, it's very special. And conducting ballet is a specific, uh, interesting, uh, sometimes uh, trouble laden <laughs> enterprise. Sure. Um, if you're doing a symphonic concert, uh, how fast you go, how slow you go, kind of sort of doesn't matter. Sure. But when you got dancers <laughs> flopping around. In front of you, uh, it matters a lot. Yes, um, and it can also be challenging um, because typically. Uh, to give the dancers a rest, you might have different principal dancers on successive nights who like different tempos or who might have completely different choreography in and of itself because they like doing this thing or they like doing that thing. So the orchestra and I have to also keep in mind, okay, this dancer is doing this, this dancer is doing this on this night, on this night. Um, and so, yes, it is a very different experience um, from, from you know doing it in a concert. It's very fun, uh, and we all love doing it. Do you get much chance to rehearse with everybody you're going to work with? One rehearsal. One rehearsal. rehearsal. And, uh, of course, the orchestra is, you know, fantastic. Uh, You know, some of the best players from from all over the the region come to do it. Um, And, uh, yeah, and and typically the rehearsal, you know, just is very fast. We're reading. I'll have the the dancers will be dancing it. um, And uh, we'll communicate. And, uh, you know, we've gotten to know each other very, very well over the years. So it's become very smooth. Um, tell us about the Grammy Award that you won. This is huge, man. You were Thank like you. the youngest person to win a Grammy ever. That's terrific. Uh, and this you. is the Grammy to win in, when it comes to orchestral <laughs> music because it's for best orchestral performance. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Well, you know, it started as... Um, 
uh, I was the music director of the New York Youth Symphony for many years. Um, and in 2020, when everything crashed down, um, I wanted to come up with a project that could be, you know, could be a, a real genuine experience for the young musicians um, that was also very educational. I mean, very, very genuine. And it, so it started as, well, we can teach them how to record. We can't perform, but we can record if we're very smart about it and if we design a way to do it that's very safe. And Because, of course, as you know, you're a musician, and when you record the style of how you play for a microphone is incredibly different from how you play on a stage. Sure. It's something that young people have to learn. Um, and so, you know, it was a very successful project. It turned out fantastic and we recorded um uh, four works most of which had hadn't been recorded before or released so each before. person records her own part well it was done it was done kind of sort of it was done in person and we were able to record in groups of about 30 at a time and it was designed we did it in november 2020 so it was still very much it was pre-vaccine yeah so, pre-vaccine so it was sure. very still very much distanced we had to engineer a way of doing it of course the the producer was the great judy sherman who's you know probably the most one of the most celebrated producers and, you know, classical music history. Um, and so, you know, it was very successful just making the album, you know, and we recorded works by Florence Price, Valerie Coleman, Jesse Montgomery, you know, a lot of works that hadn't been released before. Um, and of course, collaborating with the great Michelle Kahn on, on Florence Price's Piano Concerto. And the project itself was a success when we made the recording and, and the kids learned a lot. The quality ended up very, very high, of course, because the, you know, the, the young musicians are just exceptional, uh, at the New York Youth Symphony. Um, uh, and, and then, you know, a year passed or a little bit more than a year passed between actually making the recording and then it actually coming out um, and uh, ended up being, you know, massive commercial success. So number one on the Billboard chart and um, uh, garnered a lot of attention because of how, you know, also how the, the album was made and when it was made because it was a unique project. Um, and then incredibly won the Grammy Award, which I think is just so special and was never, never, ever the objective, you know, of why we went into the project in the first place. Um, so it was it was a wonderful cherry on top of, a you know, what was already a great Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's never an objective necessarily. Yeah. Boy, it don't hurt. I uh, know. <laughs> no, and, and I just I, I think. Thank you. That's extre- extremely kind. Yeah, extremely it's really, kind. really great. Thank you. Well, have a good time uh, Monday and Tuesday. We look forward to it. Break a leg, as they say, even with ballet. Ballets, they say that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Michael Repper will conduct the magical Christmas ballet performances of the Nutcracker in two shows, Monday and Tuesday night, 7 o'clock at the Hippodrome Theater in Baltimore. Thanks. Great to see you. Great to see you, too. Thanks for having me. And that's it for us today. Coming up tomorrow, Helicon and friends are giving their 38th annual Winter Solstice concerts on Saturday, and tomorrow they'll share a preview of those performances in a midday mini-concert live from the Performance Studio at WTMD. We do this every year, and it's always fun to catch up with these great musicians and hear some wonderful world music. I hope you can join us tomorrow at noon. Coming up now, it's Here and Now. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You're listening to Baltimore's NPR News Station. Member supported 881 WYPR.